1: Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooker.
2: My dudes, I am super excited. There's... A couple of cool things I'm excited about in today's episode, but the very first thing I want to talk about is the fact that we are once again joined by the one and only Ruby Miles, a.k.a. Movie Riles, which Yay. I think is what it would sound like if Scooby-Doo said your name. Ruby, welcome back to Scooby-Doo. <laughs> welcome home, Ruby.
0: Oh, my God, I love that. Oh, I'm a big fan of Spoonerisms, And I'm a huge fan of Scooby-Doo.
1: I love that. <laughs> Movie <Ryan? laughs>
0: I actually watched the Scoop, uh, one of those Scooby-Doo movies, on the weekend. Big Bloody
2: hell! Why did you do that? Sarah Michelle geller plays the the lead role, and Rowan Atkinson's the bad guy. Am I am I getting those series right?
0: That's it. Yeah, that one, the the Spooky Island one. One of the best movies ever made. Stand by it. It's excellent.
2: <laughs> now, how scary was it though? Because I know you don't like scary films. <laughs>
0: okay what's actually scary about that one um because like I can handle Scooby-Doo it's not as scary I don't think it's scary personally <laughs> um but like most every single time like the moral of the story is that there's like a man behind the mask but nobody talks about the fact that in that particular movie there's actual demons in there like then they don't explain them like they're real demons
2: i think you should put this on your like horror movie resume ruby ruby miles aka ruby i can handle scooby-doo miles
0: <laughs> scooby-doo is not scary i'm gonna say something pretty <laughs> controversial guys doesn't scare me <laughs> so the, the
2: the second thing i'm super excited about today is that usually what we do is we go through a Wikipedia synopsis of a horror movie film to get Peach over his fear of scary movies. But today the film is so new and so niche that the Wikipedia synopsis was only one paragraph. So I had to go across the internet, find a whole bunch of like spoiler posts about this film and stitch them together to create essentially my own Wikipedia synopsis for this. And the reason why I wanted to do this is because... When I knew that you were gonna be on the episode, Ruby, I know that you do not enjoy spooko films at all. You do not enjoy being scared. Peach, you know, recently in an episode, you sort of said, I have never been further away from watching a scary movie, fuck that. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to share with you a very recent experience I had where the movie was just about being scared and it was the funnest I've ever been being scared. (laughs)
0: So
1: <laughs> like, i had all this trash talk and nonsense to open up with and shag like i just want to watch the preview let's do it let's dance i'm
0: really excited oh wait yeah. i did want to say something i feel oh, like because yes, um, i've been uh listening like to every spooko episode oh, like it's kind you, of really? like you have a guest super fan on your pod today i wanted to say something to peach did you know that it's like the anniversary of that Drake album coming out that you did the Spooko theme song for?
1: Oh my gosh, is that today's Thank Me Later?
0: Of course it is! Yeah. It was June 2010! Oh! Really? <laughs> Happy anniversary! To, <laughs> to my, my Spooko, Spooko girl. girls!
1: Let me see your hands! <laughs> Gave them at them podcasts, hating on you with their friends Girl, you got it! <laughs> Yes, thank me later. Ten years today. One of the albums Drake washes his hands of these days, and still one of my faves.
2: As someone who listens but doesn't actually, you know, see a lot of the recording, there have been so many episodes where I've had to edit out two minute <laughs> sections of Peach just singing a Drake song and adding Spooko every second or third word.
0: It's honestly like the the rap talk is a highlight. Like I love I love the movie talk, but. The little sidebar rap talk is a real highlight.
1: The peach cut of Spooko is like heaps longer and like more in-depth into Drake's back catalogue. So one day the peach cut will see the light of day.
2: But my dudes, okay, well, I mean, I love that every episode we're like, oh, fuck, talking about movies. And today we're going to, we are going to talk about probably the longest synopsis we've ever done. Because piecing this together was really difficult. And... It's a few more paragraphs than your usual spooko synopsis, so I reckon we get straight to it. I want the two of you to watch the trailer to a film called The Vast of Night.
0: Never please. Hello? Is that my hand? is holding over my goodness, What's going on, Everett? 718 here at WOTW. we got a sound we'd
2: like to play that seems to be bouncing around the valley tonight. Yes, I have a story that might be helpful.
1: I can tell you what's going on.
2: The sound we heard out in the desert. It was coming from thousands of feet higher than anything
1: could
0: fly. They've come here before. They've liked this place. They always have. Okay,
2: so before we go into my first ever attempt at a wikipedia synopsis for the film the vast of night which was i think was initially released in 2019 as like a film festival film but was properly released in 2020 are there any eras for you guys where immediately you just don't care it's set in this era and you're like i don't care i don't want to watch this film i don't like that era i don't like film set in that era or tv show set in that era Mm. Back to the Future like, 3,
1: Cowboy era. I'm like, who gives a fuck <laughs> about Cowboys?
0: <laughs> yeah, I would probably say I don't like Victorian era stuff. But maybe that's just because like I was forced to do like, like Jane Austen in school. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I do not care.
2: I totally agree for me it's the 1950s right like everything (laughs) everything sucks about the 1950s so So the grease is like your your least favorite musical well basically like no one still likes grease let's be honest
0: but it's a bit cliche the 50s as well like it's like we've seen grease we get it like it's like diners and <laughs> we, circle get it.
1: <laughs> we get it 1950s
0: but it's,
2: but it's true right so like everything sucks like everyone's still super racist all the good people have no rights uh music sucks because all the good people have no rights and everyone's super racist like it's just a shitty time nothing's cool tv's boring the clothing's kind of stayed those the food spiky sucks. glasses suck food sucks like there's nothing good about the 50s and so straight away the vast of night being set in the 50s i was just kind of like oh like if you really want me to care about this film you're going about it the wrong way the vast of night but let's get into it because it is actually super cool now it's a relatively new film i I do want to put out like a massive spoiler warning even though i think it's only available on amazon prime Australia generally, we're not big adopters of Amazon Prime. So, and also, like, I don't, I don't suggest you give money to Amazon. So, like, I'm, not yeah, happy. out to spoil it. Yeah, fuck you, Amazon, yeah, like, <laughs> and fuck you, creators of this movie. You deserve it. <laughs> spoiling. Us. That's what you get. Okay. All right. So, so let's get into this. So, like I said before, this is probably the most fun I've had being scared like, I think I said ever before, like, let's be honest, I'm sure I've had other really great times being scared, but for the past couple of years, the the amount of tension and fear I had during this film was just the right piquancy of, like, enjoyment. I was just tickled the whole way through. All right, so, so let's kick this off. So the first thing you need to keep in mind is that the story happens all in one night in real time. At a high school basketball game, well you you see like that the the center of it is this high school basketball game that's happening in the 50s uh at which much of the local populace of a small town is in attendance ultimately that just goes distracted to prove
1: how fucking boring the 1950s are like, imagine that it would be like guys let's go watch some high school children play sport <laughs> there's nothing else there's nothing else in our lives
0: yeah that's that's all we know about the 50s is like drive-ins varsity football milkshakes i could make this movie
1: racism
0: well. <laughs> Racism. <laughs> wrong side of the tracks yeah. people using that term. A lot.
2: Man, and the all right war. so just as this game's about to begin uh we open up outside with the, there's this radio dj everett and his friend who's a switchboard operator Faye. now they're both sort of teenagers but it's hard to again it's hard to tell in the 50s whether you're 10 or 25 it's like who the fuck can tell
1: <laughs> well because kids like, can't no- act you need to cast 25 year olds this is our
2: point yeah, that's last time. we have we've worked that yeah out. yeah yeah um so so faye has this new fangled like tape recorder that she's going around and then radio dj everett is taking him around like interviewing people in their cars doing two things in the film showing what the town's up to establishing that we're in the 50s, establishing that Everett is this sort of radio expert and Faye's really keen to learn more about it and also the fact that they have this tape recorder, which becomes a bit of a device during the film. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so while everyone in town is at this basketball game, we have Everett who is on the local radio station and he makes a point when he's on air being like, now for the four or five people who are still listening and not at the game, like they, they hammer that home. Here's a song for you. And the songs are always like, here's, you know, lickety split and the mohawks. <laughs> Tommy, Sally you know,
1: and the leg shakers. And you're
0: like, oh, "That's That totally <laughs> me. <laughs> Whenever I do my show on FBI, I'm like, to the three people listening today, <laughs> this one's for you.
2: Here's, here's Jive and Sally and the uh, Bunny Dunes.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Rock it up, mama. This is my new single. I don't know. All you well,
0: listeners new- out there in radio land. Radio land. <laughs>
2: so it's that right whereas Faye goes to her place of work again quite small because they're in a small town and she's the switchboard operator which from what I understand is the like they basically connect phone calls so she's the switchboard operator both for the radio show but also for people in town and we established that early on and it's well done but there's about 20 minutes of it and I'm not selling it well by saying it sounds interesting because the way I've set this up, it is very 50s and it's like, yeah, they're basically setting up, it's a small town, these are their two roles, everyone's at the game and uh, yay the 50s. All right, so while she's operating the switchboard, this weird sound comes through one of the phone calls and she's like, what's going on? Tries to connect another phone and it sounds normal, so connects back to it and she just hears this weird sound and then while she's listening to the radio show, she hears it come through the radio broadcast as well, right? So she then calls Everett and she's like, hey, did you hear this sound? And he's like, hey, wait a minute, let me just play back the tape of my show. And he plays back the tape and realizes that he's actually broadcast this sound somehow. So he's like, cool, tell you what, I'm going to rebroadcast it on air and ask if anybody knows what this sound means and it's just kind of this like classic scary sound that's just kind of like I think
1: you just did a really good one it sounded a little doggy your one it sounded a little animal
2: yeah I think because of the Scooby-Doo thing I think okay. it sounded like Scrappy-Doo well do my- <laughs> <laughs> That's spooky. He asks, yeah. So he plays it on air, asks listeners to call up to see if they identify it. With again, we're in the 50s. He's like, we've got a prize and it's a piece of Elvis's carpet. And then later on, we find out that it's not actually a piece of Elvis's carpet, but it's the 50s. So everyone believes it and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's, a, it's a lull point. Now, at this point, there's this amazing moment in the film that's just like a single long shot once again to establish the fact that this town is just completely empty. Everyone's at the game. So we leave the switchboard room where Faye is and we just go down the road through the town through some backyards across a car park and then into the basketball game it's one long unbroken shot it's kind of amazing and then we just spend a little bit of time at the basketball game just to be like this basketball game's happening and that's what everyone's concentrating on
0: you don't get this amount of uh, detail from the wikipedia articles no, you
2: don't. So, you know, we've talked about before, like what is going to be the organic things that will happen out of this podcast. And maybe this has been my evolution into a Wikipedia writer.
1: We're getting closer to founding Spookopedia and to, <laughs> and to doing our best impression of Too Scary Didn't Watch. Shag, you're describing shots.
2: You're describing sounds like I'm in there. I'm in the movie. That's the only shot I'm going to describe because it it, it just felt important. But anyway, so... Everett's put a call out for somebody to, you know, say, does anybody know what this sound is? This guy called Billy calls into the radio station after Faye and Everett broadcast the sound. And he says he recognizes it from when he was in the military. He tells the two that he was in a special detail where he was charged with taking on covert missions. He didn't truly understand though. They, they weren't really told what they were doing. They were just told the direct action to do. And that one involved him digging a massive hole with walls and a concrete floor at an unknown remote location, which housed various bunkers and labs and testing facilities. Then at some point, something massive was put inside the hole and covered with a tarp. That something was smooth and bigger than a plane. And was broken, according to Billy. Sick. Billy, I'm and fun. this is good. It's cool, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, and yeah, it's a yeah. bit. It's it's nice and spooky.
0: It's giving me Super Eight vibes. Ah, yeah, good call. Like it's
2: it's definitely it's it's Super Eight, but the focus truly is on to kind of scare you and freak you out. Yeah, so, Super
0: Eight's definitely where I draw the line. <laughs> the, the scary movies, even though it's just a sci-fi. <laughs> so I mean,
2: this is spooky sci-fi which I think is a really fun genre, which I think you're right. Super 8 is. Okay. So, so Billy and the others were told to build a ceiling for the hole and then leave. Now, when they were leaving and going off the tarmac in their plane, the radio started playing and it was that same sound that he heard on the radio. And that's why he called in. Cause he's like, I know this sound. So he recalls the later incident where army trucks were transporting bits of something and the same sound was audible on the radio after now, Billy reports that after this event, he got sick with a lung condition brought on by some sort of radiation poisoning. Now there's a super cool bit here, super cool bit where Everett asks him, why are you telling us this? Are we going to get in trouble? This feels like pretty full on for, you know, for you to be calling in and telling like a local radio station. And he says, because he's sick, And he wants people to know. And he mentions his belief that he was chosen because, as a person of color, like we said, this is the best, this is the reason, like it's awesome because it actually acknowledges that the 50s were fucking racist. He's like, as a person of color, like everyone is selected to be part of these jobs, no one would ever believe what he had to say. Wow. So they ask him for some sort of proof because they're like, this is a pretty crazy story. How are we gonna believe this? He's like, cool. I had a friend who was a radar operator who became obsessed with these sounds and continued searching for them after he retired with like a radio and war surplus equipment. I mean, it's, you know, it's like, I'm I'm, I'm sure they didn't do too
1: much. Driving around street racing,
2: John Travolta with (laughs) radar equipment. It's awesome. So he spends basically all of his days and nights after leaving the military trying to find this sound. And eventually he records it. And Billy's like, what do you think these sounds were? And according to the man, he thought these signals were someone talking and then abruptly stopping from very high. Now, he made copies of this sound and mailed it to a bunch of people he knew that were part of these, like Billy. Now, when Billy finally gets his tape, he puts it in a, whatever tape recorders are in the 50s. I think they're giant real things. Who knows? Real to uh, real, yeah. Yeah. And he eventually plays it. And he freaks the fuck out because it's the exact same sound that he can never forget. Now, turns out another man was sent one of these tapes and he lives in the town that they're from called Cayuga, where, the, where they're broadcasting radio from. And there's a, the, there's, there's a bit of a like plot ex machina where it turns out this guy's died, but he's given all his stuff to the library, including all of his tape possessions. And so Faye's like, fuck it, I'm going to leave the switchboard and go and get these collection of tapes. So she brings it to the studio. They go through them all, and they eventually find this sound again. So it's like they heard the sound, they recorded it, and then they found this tape. So they've kind of got proof that this sound is a weird sound and it's a thing. So they play it on air again to be like, guys, we've got this sound again. We just want this another shout out for anybody who knows anything about this. Let us know. As they're playing it on air the second time, there's a complete blackout, and the studio shuts down.
1: The search for that sound is almost. The, a better idea for a podcast than Spooko, <laughs> like, like a six-part "What is this sound?" <laughs> like who done it? Search.
0: Isn't there like a secret sound or something <laughs> <laughs> like one of those commercial stations? What's the secret sound? <laughs> And it just goes to show how, like,
2: you know, the 50s actually were kind of cool because in the 50s, the secret sound was a fucking alien signal. Now it's like, I'm opening a tub of yogurt. And that was the secret (laughs) sound. All right. So the studio shuts down. It's fucking scary. And so they decide to go back to the switchboard. I think, I can't remember why, but there's a reason why they're like, well, we should go back to the switchboard to find out what's going on. And when she gets back there, Faye straight away puts her headphones on and starts like unplugging. You know how at the switchboard you're unplugging things and plugging them in. And there's like heaps of calls from people all around town being like, there's some weird shit happening. You got to connect me to emergency services. I saw a tree go down. There's something weird in the sky, blah, blah, blah. Like there's weird shit happening to all the people who are still around. Right. And then they receive a call to the radio station from a woman called Mabel Blanche who calls into the station saying she knows what the sound is.
1: They wrote, they set this film in the fifties to have a shit name, like Mabel Blanche in there. Like Stephen King for his faults has great names, but Mabel Blanche is 50s fifties first names glued together. And that's fucking lazy storytelling.
2: Hey, I mean, we talk about names quite a bit on this podcast. Ruby, you have one of the best names in the game. Is it a stage name or is your name actually Ruby miles? What? Yep.
1: Right number Thank of syllables, you. right sort of rhythm to it. Beautiful. Perfect.
0: Oh, you guys are Peach and Shag. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they, they, we, they weren't given cool names. And Shag. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's real. I actually, my middle name is, like most um, white girls, my middle name is Rose and I'm really upset. <laughs> um, I no really shit, upset. you are
2: Ruby Rose, you are not Ruby Rose, Miles. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yes. I was really upset when like, I discovered that there was already a celebrity called Ruby Rose. I was like, oh. oh
2: Ruby, oh. I need you to re- okay. reclaim it. So th- there's, there's two great mysteries in the world. One is why the Italian Bowl in Newtown is the most popular restaurant in the world when they basically make Latina pasta. But number two, <laughs> the other mystery is why anybody gives Ruby Rose acting roles because she is by far the worst actor I've ever seen in my life. I suspect yeah.
1: she's really fun to be around or something. Like, it's like, yeah, man, let's get like let's get Ruby Rose down. <laughs> she's awesome to hang with.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I I heard there was some real like shady reason why she left being Batwoman or Catwoman or something recently.
2: Like she actually plays Batwoman. She plays it terribly, but she plays what? Batwoman. She's left the show, and they're going to continue. Like, how do you leave Batwoman without a Batwoman? I don't know. Like, that's how bad she is. She has to... Like, they have to take Batwoman out of Batwoman. Anyway, look. So, yeah. (laughs) Like, like, Ruby Miles, great name, but if you Mm. ever feel the need to reclaim the Ruby Rose and become the celebrity... Because you're already kind of a bit of, like, an internet icon. So... If, if you become the new Ruby Rose, <laughs> I'm going to fully support Yeah, you. man.
1: Change it. all usernames to the real Ruby Rose. And <laughs> I'm just <laughs> and going and to... My, my oh, yeah. main
0: goal is to just get that blue tick and to just Ooh. steal her Insta handle.
2: Oh, That is and it. And Peach, blue- Peach is right. It's T-H-A real Ruby Rose. Done. Yeah. I'm
1: not sure <laughs> if, like, just beware of the hunt for the blue tick. Like, sometimes you speak to these people who are like, can't wait, and you're like, oh. I don't think there's a lot in your life apart from no. tick. Like it, does, it doesn't sound to me like a fulfilling thing to do. Not got
0: much going on right now.
2: Keep in mind, Ruby, that Peach seems to move in circles with a lot of inspirational speakers who <laughs> whose goal is to become an inspirational speaker without ever having been inspirational. So
1: yeah, it's like yeah. I'm a I'm a finance broker, and I just want to help people self actualize and believe in their dreams, and it's like. <laughs>
0: Well, wait, I don't this think is the
1: first thing. Is a path to that second thing.
0: <laughs> this is like your um, I want to be a mentor who mentors mentor chat, a little callback to a previous episode. <laughs> Fuck
1: Ruby, you do listen to our podcast. Yay! God damn. <laughs>
0: Ruby
2: Rose Miles. Fucking the Welcome. real Ruby Rose on our pod. Wow, wait, you're number is one
0: fan. Yeah,
2: man. <laughs> All right. Okay. 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 So, so back to the Vast of Night. Back to feeling super spooky. Mm. Mabel Blanche calls up and she's like, I know what's happening, but you're going to have to come to my house for me to tell you. And again, this is the 50s. There's no mobile phones. Like basically, like anytime you go into a stranger's house, you're opening yourself up to be murdered. Like that is the truth of the 50s. That That's no one true about.
1: today to an extent. Will it not be? True. I mean, I'm facing no, fact... I should, I'd like, sorry, I'm slowing things. I shouldn't pick this bone with you. <laughs> 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 We're agreed. We all agree.
0: If anything, also today, because you know, anybody could be carrying COVID. Every time you oh. go anywhere, you're opening yourself yep. up.
1: Ruby Rose. Eyes Up 2 will be a prequel, but not set in the fucking 50s. Like-
2: eyes Up 2 is going to star the real Ruby Rose. Oh, yeah. Like, we'll give you a cameo. You know, we, we, I think Bugsy Malone still needs to be the star and mm. Elizabeth Moss, if she hasn't been killed, is still the antagonist. But we need the real Ruby Rose as a cameo.
0: Cool. Yeah. I, I'm more than happy to be one of the... Maybe I can be one of the establishing, um, like, what happens if you eyes up and, and you actually get the virus.
2: Oh sick yes we're going to have your eyes exploding in a disgusting way All right so they go to her house and she's just this old woman who lives in like a really classic you know 1950s american house and they record her as she gives a long monologue which begins with the strange disappearance like in like the i guess the 1900s of all the passengers on a train but one in this town a woman who jumped off Now, afterwards, this woman would be found around town chanting strange words in her sleep until one day she crawled out of a window and stole a horse and she was nicknamed the Old Horse Witch, which became a classic local tale. Love the Old Horse Witch. Sick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Old horse lady. Horse girls get a bad rep, honestly.
2: (laughs) Yeah, totally. Like, what's wrong with liking horses? Are you a horse fan?
0: no. No. (laughs)
2: Not at all. <laughs> but I'm, well, I'm glad you're out defending them anyway. So anyway, so Mabel then sort of starts to tell the story. Uh, so she meets this dude. She thinks they fall in love. They have a kid. Then he just leaves. So she's left to like be a single mom again in like, I guess the 40s or the 30s whenever she was a single mom. Who, now at 10 months old, as a baby, he starts chanting the same things that old witch lady started chanting. And When her son is four, Mabel hears a sound that she describes as a giant windmill and finds her son staring out the window transfixed. So she reads him the chant that he used to say, because she's remembered it, because a baby chanting, "You don't forget that." And then he settles. So these things happen like weirdly every couple of years. When he's nine, she senses something out there once again. Her son walks out the door into the night, vanishes, and she never sees her son again. Oh, it's so Mabel's appearing children. It's yeah, like it's it's, and even like in a story relayed by a character from the past in a film, like it's quite well done. So Mabel lays out what she thinks is going on. She says she thinks, and again, this is what she thinks; it's not necessarily what's happening. She says she thinks there are things above that are communicating with people subliminally all the time and influencing their bad decisions. In her words, making good people go bad and smart people go mad. Now it ends like they're still recording her. And as they're recording her, they're just being like, this is a bit much. And they're kind of like, she's crazy. But, and again, it's that gaslighting thing where it's like crazy old lady, shut up. (laughs) But they're also starting to get freaked out themselves. She brings out the slip of paper with the words written on them and starts chanting them and says, Hey, do you want this piece of paper? Like in a weird decision that I'm like, take the piece of paper. They're like, no, we're getting out of here. They pack up their recording equipment and then they leave. Now, on the way, Faye, re- like, we, we, we get revealed sometime that Faye has, like, a really young sister who's being babysit somewhere. She freaks out from whatever's happening in the town. So she's like, let's grab my baby sister on the way and let's head back to the switchboard. So she grabs her baby sister, who's very young and pretty asleep. They get in this, like, classic 1950s car, head back to the switchboard where they meet some other people in town who are basically like, "Hey guys, you know what's going on?" And they're like, "Well, there's something crazy going on." And they're like, "Hey, we heard there's some weird. Basically, there's something weird in the sky. This way, we're going to drive there. Do you want to come?" They're like, "Sick, let's get in the car."
1: So, what did they collect a baby sister for to go to the scary? Space? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. These are interesting decisions. This is bizarre.
2: So they're in the back seat of this car. Gerald and Bertie are in the front. Now, they're talking about how they just recorded Mabel and they're like, hey, do you want to play us? Like, we're interested, play us what she said. So they play it. And once it gets to the part where she chants and does the chant, immediately, Bertie and Gerald, who are in the front seat, and I'm going to try and describe this, but also do it, because obviously you guys can see me, but we're just (laughs) recording the audio. But basically, the heads just go like this. They go like straight up into the air, like jerk up, like... oh. And they're driving and all of a sudden the car like veers off the road and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? But they're just like this, they're just like staring up because obviously this chant has triggered something in them. It is freaky as hell.
0: That was in the trailer. That was the scary bit.
2: uh, Like, and it's so scary in the movie, right? So after just barely dodging oncoming traffic, the car, you know, heads off the road stops. So the trio promptly exit the vehicle and head into a nearby wooded area where they come across an open view of the sky through the trees above, revealing that, to quote Everett, they're here. Now you see it from the sky, like you don't see anything in the sky, you're seeing them looking up through the trees and Everett just says they're here, in reference to the visitors they've been expected. He and Faye, with her sister in her arms, continue to run desperate for safety, only to find themselves paralyzed in shock from the unmistakable sight of flying saucers with the mothership floating right above them. Then we cut to the night's basketball game, which appears to have ended. The attendees are shuffling out of the school gym.
1: I love it. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, fuck, what's going on at the basketball game? <laughs> it's like we've just seen aliens. People, have, the chant has driven this car off the road. It's better, better check in. Let's see what's going on.
2: So, the, so up until now, the town has felt really silent, but now the town feels, like, super vibrant again because people are coming out of this basketball game. We then return for a final shot to the field that reveals that Everett Fay and her sister are gone. All they've left is this weird pile of dust and the tape recorder just sitting in the ground, and that's the end of the film.
0: Whoa. I think it's pretty good.
1: I don't know... Ruby, if you've got a view on this, we've often spoken about like what is a horror film? Mm. And I think it includes an ending that leaves you, as Shag described really well in an early episodes, sort of knocked off your access a little bit and leaves you mm. thinking about the ending. Ruby, what did you reckon?
0: Maybe I was a little bit disappointed with the flang sources just because I feel like that's not scary for like a modern audience. But maybe they did it scary. I don't know.
2: But but for a Ruby Rose audience? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, judging by the soundtrack of the trailer, which sounded like it was like from a Christopher Nolan movie, like I had Dark Night vibes written all over it, I could tell I would just be generally on edge the whole time. So maybe that's where all the fear comes from. But I feel like if I saw the ufos i'd be like oh ufos (laughs) you know know.
2: you know what it is a little bit like that Peach. before this
1: because shag uh, we don't we don't we don't need to rank importance of everyone's jobs but ruby and i've been hanging out in this room before (laughs) before you arrive um and um i shared my screen and we were on the wiki how page of how Mm. do you survive um seeing a horror movie and yeah there's different sorts of good advice and one of them, Ruby, that I'm heartbroken to hear that you use is you talk during it. You're like, no, doesn't that look dumb? <laughs> or you like laugh inappropriately is one of the bits of advice, which seems as well like an irritating strategy to adopt.
0: I'm going to be honest. Like At one point when you started talking about that sound that uh, keeps coming through speakers, I just started imagining it as like the sound of like a, a fresh reshes being cracked open. And so I was just laughing to myself. <laughs> What's this sound?
2: <laughs> I mean, like, here's the thing. It's like, we've just given them the best idea for a, like a cool internet campaign ever. It's like reshes fucking sponsor FBI. Jesus. Like, how much more promotion can we give
0: you?
1: Oh man. Should we do it on three? One. <laughs> two, three, Reshes, what's
2: up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> also, shout out to our friend Rob, who's another friend of the pub, who says that now when he tells his two-year-old Reshes, he immediately goes, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, that's, the, that's Reshes' new tag phrase. It's like, Reshes, what's up? Like, that, I mean... <laughs>
1: in fairness, in, now that I hear you say that, that's the Budweiser
2: 1999. Yeah, but if we put the lens of your always eager to be antagonistic. So it's not like rushes what's up? It's like, rushes yeah, what's up? Yeah, what's up? What's up? Yeah, You have to jerk your head back. <laughs> and we it's get Bugsy Malone to do it. To do it. Oh. <laughs> Man, it's a threatening nature. We get Bugsy Malone to do it. So it's like, Reshes, what's up? You what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the real Ruby Rose as well. It's game over. No. You'll be verified soon enough, real Ruby Rose. And uh, and will be yeah.
0: So back on the, we we went over some strategies on how to not get scared in scary movies. One of them is that you can like make jokes and laugh at the scary bits, which is what I, not that I watch very many scary movies, but definitely what I do if I find myself in that situation. It's like a nervous reaction. (laughs) I thought Peach would have as well if he was ever in the situation.
1: I, I I'm I'm such a curmudgeonly old man, like Ruby. I think I've got fifteen years on you. And I can imagine being like, well, the filmmakers did their best and the best way to experience you it. know it's like, oh you know, I'm I'm sure everyone did their did a lot of hard work and they'll not appreciate it if I So I'm such a fucking hypocrite. Like I'll sit around here <laughs> <laughs> like trying to start beef with everyone but they'd be like shush during the film it's important
0: so some other methods that we covered were to remind ourselves that it's not real so that's what um we're gonna do later we're gonna kind of just talk to ourselves and say there's no ufos in the sky right now
1: ruby what is not real is the dominance of the other ruby rose um where can where can people catch you now that now that now that we've had a chance to get to get to get spooked out with you what's what's the best way to to keep you in contact with your adventures
0: oh um my my instagram Mooby riles. Um, R- <laughs> riles it's it sounds spooky i've bought myself a green screen so it's getting wacky on <laughs> I'm also on FBI still. Yeah, man. Tell us what, you what your show oh, is at the moment. I'm doing Monday lunch on FBI.
1: And how oh. much would another two grand from Reshes assist you in, in sort of bringing FBI's hot content to the airwaves? <laughs> oh.
0: oh, boy. Uh, Reshes, your sponsorship of FBI will keep us running. It'll keep the lights on. It'll keep us delivering... Sydney music, art and culture to you day in, day out, even during tough times like quarantine. Um, it also puts milk in our fridge, which you'd be surprised how often I've drunk off milk by accident. So
2: I can't think of a better advertisement for why rushers should support FBI. <laughs> Ruby, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much, Ruby.
1: Uh, This was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's,
0: what's up? Can I um, bring up something else? I know we're not recording anymore. No, Um, no, we
2: are. We are. This is awesome.
0: But um, you guys, uh, I know you're like kind of using TikTok. I know like Peach is using TikTok. I think shag you mentioned you're using tiktok
2: i'm terrible at it but yes
0: um have you guys seen the like ghost filter no have you seen um there's like there's like this filter where you can um you like film parts of your room and it says it like reads auras something and there's a lot of videos of people like filming chairs where their grandmas died and then later they'll like turn the camera and be like oh there's no reading here. Grandma must have moved. And then there's, like, a person standing, like, next to the chair.
2: <laughs> have you found any readings in your room or your I'm house? I'm doing it! <laughs> <laughs> maybe, oh my god, maybe we should do it. Like, I don't know what sort of horrible spirits we might unearth, but mm. maybe we should do it.
0: You should put it on the Spooko Insta.
2: Oh, 100%. Yes, sir. Sick. Yes, sir.